Hey everybody, I'm so excited to jump into the word with you today. Will you open up the Bible with me to Isaiah 60? Isaiah 60 verse 1. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will rise over you, his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. We've been in the scripture, actually, this particular scripture, since October of last year. I remember going to rock conference and even being a part of the pastor's meetings, and Pastor Jerry brought the scripture to us. And I remember feeling like, man, this is such a word for us as a church, even at that point. And that was before this whole coronavirus thing started happening. And, and we started seeing physically the darkness that the scripture is talking about. But it brought such consolation to me that, that God would reveal this particular scripture to us even back then. Because it reminds me that God is in control. God is in control. In Amos, it says that God wouldn't, wouldn't do anything until he reveals it to his people. Now, I'm not saying that this coronavirus is from God. I don't know that. But what I do know is that God always prepares his people. If we would just listen, if we would just listen to his word, what he's speaking to us in real time. And so it, it brings me comfort because I know God has prepared us beforehand for a time like this where darkness covers the earth, deep darkness over the people. And when we read this scripture, I think that the temptation is that we would focus on the deep darkness part and deep darkness, the, the people, right? Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. I think that there's a temptation to focus on the darkness part. But when you read the scripture, I'm going to read it again. And I believe that the focus isn't on that at all. What God is saying is he's saying, arise, shine for your light, my light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. And the Gentiles shall come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your rising, my rising. See, the scripture, the focus of the scripture is actually us. God has called us to arise and shine. That now is the time. Today is the day, right? I think that when uh, one of the things that the enemy likes to do, he he, all he's about is lying. All he's about is devouring, right? And he really comes into every situation that we're in and he lies to us. He's the father of lies. And he finds every way that he can to deceive us. Because if he can change our perspective and if he can change our mindset and he can change our focus, then we would go towards what he tries to tell us to focus on. See, if we focus on the darkness, that's where we're going to head. That's, that's wherever we're looking, that's where we're heading. And whatever we focus on, that's what we exalt. And so if the enemy can get us scared, if he can get us in a place where he's making us focus on all the bad news, all the darkness that is happening, we would forget to arise and shine. We will forget 
what God has called us to do. And God's saying, arise, shine, your light, your light, your light. And so when the enemy comes, the question is, what will we focus on? Will we focus on the darkness and then exalt the darkness? Or will we focus on God and the faithfulness of God and what God has called us to do and exalt God in the process? What are we lifting up in our speech and in our actions? Is God greater than our problems? Is God greater than the darkness? Is our light brighter than what's around us? The enemy wants to to stay, get us to stay scared, to distract us, to get our focus off. And if, if, we, if he could do that to us, then, then what we start to do is we start to live life on the defense rather than on the offense. If, we're, if we are always anticipating impending doom, we will always live then from a place of defense. If we constantly think that we are victims, then we won't live in a place from a place of victory. So, so rather than living from a place of victory and offense, we'll live from a place of protection rather than a place of attack. We'll live from a place of standing our ground rather than from a place of taking territory. And in every situation, God has always called us to arise and shine. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Do you guys remember um, the story of Paul and Silas? They got jailed in, in the Philippian jail, and um, they were in jail, and it says that at midnight, they were singing songs and hymns and praying. And at midnight, a big earthquake happened, and it loosed everybody's change, and it opened the doors of the jail, and it woke up the prison guard. And he looked around and he got scared because he thought that everybody ran off and he was about to kill himself. And Paul and Silas called out to him and said, Hey, we're still here. Don't worry. And that night, that night, the prison guard and his whole family were saved and baptized. See, I believe that what Paul and Silas had was they had the consistent mindset that they were the head and not the tail. They were above and not beneath. That they were always triumphant. That they always would have victory. That no matter what situation they were in, they weren't the victims. That, that circumstances didn't happen to them. They happened to circumstances. Whatever situation they were in, they brought the presence of the Lord. And it's in that place, in that mindset, even in the darkest hour, midnight, right? What we would say would be the darkest hour. Even in the darkest hour, the darkest of times, we are the carriers of the presence of God. And in these moments, in these moments, we could witness miracles. We could believe for the supernatural. We could still go after what God has called us to do as a church, as the people of God, to arise and shine to live from a place of offense rather than a place of defense. See, what, what defense does is we, we would become have, or have the mentality of every person for themselves. We would have the mentality of hoarding because there's not enough. 
we, we become victims rather than the victors. And God is saying, no, don't live from a place like that. Live from a place where you realize, where we realize what we carry. When we enter into every situation, that the situation must change. So remember Joshua and Caleb, the children of Israel, they were going into the promised land and they sent out 10 spies to go and spy out the promised land. And they came back and said, man, the promised land is good. But, but eight of the spies said, but there's giants in the land. And there's only two spies, Joshua and Caleb, that said, hey, uh, that might be the case that there might be giants in the land, but if God delights in us, then he would give it to us. See, regardless of the situation, it didn't change what God still had for them. Regardless of what we see around us right now in this very moment, it doesn't change what God has for you. His provision, his peace, his love, his comfort, his promised land, his call, his purpose on our lives. It doesn't change that. And the enemy wants to come in and distract us and make us think that things have changed. Everything, throw it out the window. And God's saying, no, 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 no. What you see with your physical eyes, it doesn't change God's love and God's promise towards his children. There might be giants in the land. There might be darkness that covers the earth, but the light will always shine brighter. When the Israelites were going to take over Jericho, when they finally were ready to go into Canaan land, Jericho was the very first city that they were going to take. And, uh, and Joshua at that time sent two spies to go and spy out Jericho. And those two spies went into Jericho and they came upon Rahab, a harlot. And the king of Jericho heard that there were spies spying out the land. So he sent men out and they came to Rahab's house looking for the Israelites. And Rahab hid them and saved them, really. And what's so interesting is after Rahab saves these two spies, this is what she says to them in Joshua 2, 8 through 11. She says, now before they lay down, this is what the Bible says, now before they lay down, she came up to them on the roof and Rahab said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that the terror of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sion and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. See, all the inhabitants of that, of that area were afraid of Israel because of the testimonies that Israel had of the faithfulness of God, the testimonies that went forth into the land. And yet for 40 years, Israel was afraid of an enemy that was afraid of them. Friends, do not be afraid of the enemy 
who is so much more afraid of you and what God has called you to do and the purpose that he has placed in your life. I am telling you that if we as God's people will believe God and who he has called us to be and not be distracted by the darkness of the enemy, the darkness that seemingly is covering and, and the circumstances that seemingly is pushing us into a corner, we are not in a corner. We, we are the ones, we are the ones who are victors, who are called to take territory. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, right? Do not be afraid. In these moments, in these dark times, will we be the answer? Will we arise and shine for the people, for people to see, for people to hear of the goodness of God? Will the testimonies of God during this time ring forth? Will they ring out? The Bible tells us that the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, 1 Peter 5-8. through 8. Do you know why the enemy roars like a lion? He goes around roaring, making noise. Do you know why he roars like a lion? I believe it's because Jesus is referred to as the lion and the king. In Proverbs 19.12, it says, The king's wrath is like the roaring of a lion, but his favor is like dew on the grass. See, when the devil walks about like a roaring lion, what he's trying to do is he's trying to imitate the king of kings because he's trying to make us believe that the king's wrath is upon us. If, if, we, if he can deceive us into believing that God's angry with us, then we wouldn't be confident in God's love towards us. And, and God's really clear about what casts out fear. It's perfect love. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. See, the enemy walks about like a roaring lion, imitating the king of kings, trying to make us believe that, that God's angry or that God's wrath is upon us when, when really God's love is upon us. God's love is upon you. And his perfect love casts out that fear. His perfect love is what fills us up. And, and, it, and it topples over and it gives us the, the over, overflow for us to love others. In these dark times, as people of God, what we have freely received, we should be freely giving. The, the love that we've gotten from God is the love that we should be pouring out. And yet the enemy is trying to distract us, trying to, to make us focus otherwise. And God's reminding us right now, reminding us today, that he only has love for you. He only has love for me. He has good things for his children. He still has purpose and a calling. I believe that in these times, in these moments, we will have songs, songs from, from these moments of darkness that will ring out. On the other side, we're going to hear of testimonies of the miraculous, of the supernatural, of healing. And actually, we are already hearing thousands upon thousands of people giving their life to Jesus. In this very moment, 
in these dark times. See, it is time for us to arise and shine. This is our hour. I want to finish with this scripture. 2 Corinthians 2.14. It says, Now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place, in every place, in every place, in every place across the globe. How amazing that we are so digitally connected in every place around the world. May we diffuse the fragrance of God. May we be the people who rise up. May we be the testimonies of God's love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. May we be those people who, after this time, be the ones making history, be the ones that are changing circumstances, be the ones that, just like Isaiah 60 says, that the Gentiles will come to our light and that the kings will come to the brightness of our rising. May this be our hour. May we sit at the feet of Jesus and receive such wisdom and such peace and such joy and such comfort that those who don't know the Lord can't help but see our rising up and run towards us and for us to take them to Jesus. This is our hour, friends. This is what God has called us to do, and I believe it. There's so much for us to give during this time. I am believing in the supernatural. I am believing in the miraculous, and I can't wait to hear the testimonies that will ring out after this time. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that as children of God, we have the fruit of the Spirit. And may the, those fruit, may the peace and the joy, may the love, may the kindness, goodness, may the gentleness, may the faithfulness, may the self-control, may it bear fruit in our lives. So much so, God, in such abundance, God, that it will overflow to those around us. God, may, those, may the people, may your people and, and those all over the world see Christians rise up and may they flock towards you. As we arise, shine, God, may we be the light on the hill. May, may our light conquer the darkness. Lord, and I thank you that we will receive it and we will believe it that we will not be distracted any longer. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, I pray that miracles happen, that the supernatural happen, that these are the opportunities that we've been given to speak life, to speak things that we don't see yet, but we see them in the spirit and may they happen. Lord, I thank you that we will rise up and we will happen to circumstances. Lord, that, that we will carry your presence into situations and may they change. We thank you, Lord, for that. And Lord, I give you all of the glory. I give you all of the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.